of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Summers. In the studio today, Jake Atnip. And uh, disappointed that he didn't get a movie invite this weekend from our other co-host. But I didn't get a Monopoly invite. That's so true. It's Se- equally as backstabbing. Seven and four is Harrison Beebe. They're, uh, they're about to... Uh, Lace the, lace the gloves on, uh, up right now and, and go at it. Well, you have to know that Monopoly, you can only play with five people. No. Well, at my Monopoly board. Oh, Spartanopoly. Well, Got yeah, it. That's like a, that's a knockoff. I was going to say, let's yeah, see, no, it can, is. We, can we name all the traditional Monopoly pieces? There's the Ooh. hat, there's the thimble, there's the iron, there's the race car. The dog, the, dog, the ship. The dog, the ship. So that's six. And Maybe there's six. Okay. See, you had room for one more. I only had five on my board. Only had five. Oh, there was man. a pizza, a pencil, a bicycle, an alarm clock. Who's a pencil? These are terrible. Yeah. Ugh. For Spartanopoly? These are the things that oh, represent Michigan State, Michigan State, State University. Yeah. I, think, I think they're more or less just like To be fair, the, the theater for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was pretty packed. Uh, Podfather uh, and one of your reporters, Brooke and myself, we had to kind of wedge our way in there and... Some good seats. Don't so. you get to like choose your seats nowadays? Uh, I think for IMAX you can. Regular, oh, okay. regular, you still got to show up and. See, there's rep, a lot of yeah. your seats. Most most really? movie theaters now just for the for regular showing. I I mean I don't know for sure. I'm still old fashioned. I like to go and buy my ticket there unless I feel even like there. it's going oh, to sell right. out. Yeah. and that's yeah. I only do the sell out buy aheads for like Avengers or Star Wars or something. But did you have something. to choose your seats for those? For IMAX, yeah. You it's choose so your seats. So that was just IMAX, okay. I think IMAX is always reserved seating. I, I, I know that my theater back like back home down river now, they've like upgraded where like every theater has the little like armchairs or rec- maybe not recliners, but they're all like the soft leather armchairs and stuff. So yeah, you get to, you like even when you go into the theater, they basically got rid of like an attendant and they're just like, Yeah, here, here's like a screen and just pick you which seat you want. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Put your P- coat pick down. which seat you want and then those are like your assigned seats. Did you guys see my Snapchat from yesterday? No. no. This is in the logo of the IMAX at the Cherry Blossom Theater. I was kind of walking up towards it, and there's a teeny tiny little Spider-Man. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they put it there, or I don't know no, if some random somebody. fan put it there. Well, now, now that you let all the Audible viewers know, you there can is a tiny Spider-Man you, toy. I can guarantee that logo. little Spider-Man is going to be gone. No, keep it there. <laughs> it might already be. If it is, the next time I go and I see, like, it or whatever in September, I'll replace it. Oh, well, yeah, that you just got to take With it. With an it like, clown. Ooh. It's going to be September before you go it's again? It's going to be spooky season. Uh, August is kind of slow for movies. Yeah. There's not really anything. I think Hobbs and Shaw is coming out, but I've never been a Fast and Furious guy. Mm. So You're missing out. Or a rock guy post-wrestling. So I think, I think that August is always kind of really slow because it's like that last period before everything starts again. Before fo- you start, you're worrying about college football and NFL. Oh, but like my weekend analogy from the other day that I brought up with you. How the summer is like a weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. August now is we're the, in the Sunday. Sun- yeah, now we're in week- Sunday. Your summer weekend. But yeah, no, when you're waiting on all that, August always seems to go just a bit like sluggish, doesn't it? I'll be busy. I don't know about oh, you. I know we'll be busy. <laughs> I'm taking a week off next week to go to the UP, and then after that, camp, oh, camp, busy. camp, camp, That's camp, 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 camp. That's what they call it, busy, going yeah. up to the UP nice. and doing nothing. Well, probably won't be busy in the UP, but I'll be preoccupied. But that really does uh, kind of encapsulate what this week's episode is going to be, a, a bit of a a look ahead to The that. UP? A look ahead to that, that week coming up after the end of summer. Uh, you know, uh, taking a, I guess... A look at what we're looking forward to with the f- upcoming fall season being practices are just around the corner. Uh, we don't have, uh, I mean, Harrison is the guest. 
but we don't we don't have an af- we don't have an athlete guest in today. So we're going to try to keep this show on a more uh, manageable schedule and uh, you know Good t- luck. talk about a little bit what's what's up to come, have a little fun with that, and then we will we'll let all of you be on your way to enjoy the rest of your summer Sunday. As Harrison hey man, P- if people like listening to the podcast, they they listen for two hours. I think you guys yeah. have a built-in fan base that is after what Brendan well, we really said on here. You willing to put up with just about anything? <laughs> well, I would, I think that we uh, we could get away with it because two hours doesn't seem like that 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 much when we're in here recording, does it? Not it's, when we're recording, but I mean it has to feel the same as when you're listening <laughs> if you're having but, fun. Right? But when you're editing it, I've got I want nothing. Editing's uh, a whole different editing. story. Editing. Well, that's one person. We're thinking about the yeah, uh, I know. Do listening it for the people, masses. Brett. You do it for the people, man. I don't even have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we do have. I saw you had a photo session with your daughter today. Is that what I saw on Facebook? Yeah, Harper wanted to uh, take some pictures. I haven't finished those yet. Mm-hmm. So you got to develop those and edit the pod tonight. Yeah, so I developed the busy. film. Yeah, yeah. Well, in that we got room. in the dark room yeah. over here. Crank <laughs> on those red lights and see what happens. Oh. You're so old school. But yeah, here it's a, this is a newspaper. I thought so. I thought when I saw Record Eagle on the top of the building, I thought that's what it meant. You guys should really be a workout gym, though. I tried the the weight system with you in the basement, and that's. You I guys are that. you guys are hitting the weights. You want to talk about sweating it out? Uh, yeah, I don't gym membership for me, so like. We got to sneak in there and get a little pump in every once in a while, you okay. know. That's how how it goes. Those sand weights downstairs really do the trick. You get instantly transported back to the '60s when you go down there. It's, it's a lovely feeling. Get on the fan bike. I know there's a few like infomercial type pieces of equipment down there, right? Yeah, I wish there was like a Bowflex and you can go down there and really. There's not. Really, uh, it's probably seen on TV. Well, there's that thing that's kind of like a Bowflex. What about the shake weight? You got a shake weight down there? (laughs) You know what? I would not be surprised if there was. I really wouldn't, but... Everybody's been working out over the summer, so we can talk about what's about to happen after the summer. Let's get If we're going to be on a manageable schedule, let's get on that schedule. Yeah, it's Monday, July 29th, which means we have just over a week? or is it Till till first practice? Okay, right, because everything got shifted back a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, but that, uh, that does leave us a little bit of time here to think about the upcoming season. And, uh, but I guess before we jump into all the things we're looking forward to upcoming, let's just start off, uh, with a bit of a bittersweet moment and, uh, you know, who's, who's an athlete that you're going to miss who graduated, you know, you're going to miss watching compete or a team that had success, you know, success that you're going to be a little bummed. You won't get to see that same. Are we team talking about just the it. fall or the whole? Well, just the fall. Year. Yeah, we're yeah we're gonna make this fall centric. I mean, you can't. I know you guys were talking about the potential of Mr. Peyton Smith when he was your guest a week ago, but you can't not wonder what TC Central is going to look like post Tobin Schwanke. I'm sure everybody in the Big North is wondering that. I'm sure a lot of teams don't even play TC Central are wondering that because he was such a dynamic weapon for them for, what, three years? Three mm-hmm. years started, just like all those guys were in the, in the Traverse City schools. So it's going to look different no matter what. And Who's to say what it's going to exactly look like, but it's definitely going to have a different feel to it than what the teams and the fans have been used to watching Tobin lead up the Trojans the past several years. I know Brett's going to be missing him uh, on that Traverse City Central beat. I mean, being able to, to see those plays that he did over the last couple of years, all you've told me over and over again was, you know, what it was like. I t- every time I, I, I went out there and I watched him, 
It wasn't the exact same story, but still, so, I, I know you're going to be missing Jake, it. Yeah, Jake saw Tobin play twice, and somehow both of those games uh, ended up not being the His greatest the greatest yeah. evening for him or for the Trojans. So, yeah, I don't know. Jake, what was the other game? You Jake saw the West had game. Some what was bad the other time? Game? Alpina, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean. But, yeah, it's uh, that's going to be totally different for Central, even if uh, Peyton Smith uh, lives up to the hype that's uh, – being generated right now. Um, He's your player of the year yeah, for multiple sports. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if even if Smith or anybody steps in and has, you know, what maybe we would deem like an all-state caliber season or something like that, it's still not going to be the same player. I mean, everything in that offense went through Schwanke. Basically for three years, but in particular even more so last year. Uh, you know, running, throwing. The only thing he didn't do was throw it up and go run underneath it on the other end. That was he probably trying to practice. <laughs> so yeah, that. Uh, <clears throat> That's why I'm kind of. I think sure. I'm going to go to Central the first day just to kind of see what things look like without him out there. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Coach Sugars has coached the team without him, and, and Central's been successful without him in the past. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see once we get the games actually specifically, you know what that team looks like now uh, post-Schwanike. All the Schwanikes are gone. All three of them had fingerprints on uh, the program at some point. So, well, I mean, you get, even with his play on the field, you have to talk about you know missing him in the locker room, you know missing him in that first day of camp, missing him in the weight room over the Vocal summer. Later. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know Tobin was one Hard of the – yeah, one of the foremost leaders on that team and has been, obviously, for three years. So you, you got to think about that as well. So I not I don't think we're just going to miss uh, Tobin's presence on the field. I think Traverse City is going to miss uh, – or Traverse City Central is going to miss his presence pretty much in general. But I'll bring up one more guy. Seems like we've been in this conversation, but Danny Passano on the football field. Um, always I, Same thing. I always saw electric play out of him. Not quite sure if there's anybody who's going to be able to fill not only – that role, but really that many roles, like Danny did it on defense, offense, special teams. I mean, having that kid return punts was kind of unfair for any. I think anybody in any division with his speed and agility and uh, vision on the field, uh, being a part of that team once again for three years. And I mean, if we even just talk about Danny, but if you talk about, I think it was twenty-two seniors. Twenty-one out of twenty-two starters were seniors. Yeah, twenty-one out of tw- yeah twenty. But yeah, I think it was twenty-two, twenty-one seniors out of starters, and they lost like another five or six. So twenty-plus seniors. Off of a team that's that's made very very deep runs over the last three four years, all who are a part of it, they're they're gonna if if I'm talking about I'll miss the play from Danny. I know Trevor C. St. Francis is really gonna miss the senior class um, with Artie Dutmers and everybody who just kind of filed well, out of there. Of, a bunch of those kids, a handful of them are playing college ball yeah. now. So that's I mean that's skill and leadership that is not easy to replace at all. And I know Josh Sellers and company are more than are willing to take on that task of finding the next great gladiators to step up but yeah their, their whole team is gonna look yeah. different on the field yeah my take on that one is just I won't be surprised if that team takes a little bit of a step backward because of who they lost but I'm not willing to say that they're going to take a step back oh, yeah. because I've done that before and they've always just reloaded so I'm more counting on a bunch of guys even if all but one uh haven't started varsity before I'm pretty much counting on, on those guys to deliver a, a similar product on the field. Uh, again, no doubt that they're going to miss Danny Passano and, and those other seniors, but I've seen St. Francis do it before, so there's no reason for me to think that they're not going to yeah. do a it It's a culture again. there. It's yeah. not so much when but who, or how. 
Wait. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Who? What? It's not so much a question Why? of how, it's about when. That's what you meant to say. Yeah. You know maybe. what's going to happen, maybe. you just don't know when. Probably. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw a couple of names out there uh, in other sports, and uh, the where my name, uh, uh, or where my thoughts went first uh, was Traverse City West and the departure of Annika D from the golf team. Um, her sister's still there, obviously, and there's going to be a lot of expectations for Ansi in her junior season, but what we saw out of Annika the last four years is really nothing short of incredible, and at at the very least, as a team, they're going to miss that, uh, you know, basically a, a shoe-in for first, you know, first when you're counting up team scores yeah. and that kind of thing. It's one point, that's all it is. <laughs> and, you know, I'll just, I'll miss having the opportunity to watch her play because to watch that girl golf was something. At least, at least Ansi's still around, too. I, I think she has to be the next in line for staring down that barrel of Miss Golf and, and state titles at the Division One level, so... It, it, there's still a D around. It's not like the Sharonicky family who's just completely disappeared now. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, there's a couple. Now that you talk about other sports, there's a couple other. Well, I was gonna say oh. one other one, and that was, uh, and this is a little bit in the realm of the uh, St. Francis situation, where it's not necessarily just one player, but Allie Martin at Leland Volleyball, yeah, of, uh, and some other very talented. Ella Siddle. Yeah, so I was literally about to bring um, in. You know, seeing how that team. Uh, can build going forward, uh, you know, depending on how successful that team is this year, head coach Lori Glass has a chance to reach her thousandth win at Leland, uh, which would be a heck of an accomplishment. I mean, they do have to have a really good year for that to happen, but it's, again, that's another program. Well, if that, it doesn't happen this year, it'll right. happen next year. Uh, that, that's another program that year in and year out, they seem to figure it out despite who they lost, but uh, that was uh, certainly Alia, an explosive player, and Ella, another very talented player at the setter position, you know, that, I mean, they've been starting since they were freshmen, and they I, won a state title. I mean, Ella, Ella's, what was it, ended up being sixth all-time on the assist list in the state of Michigan, you know, and you, you mentioned both of them. I mean, they do, the one thing about Leland, I think you said they do have the ability to reload. They have Tatum Carrick, um, Mia Osorio on the back line to kind of help out with that defensive stuff. Uh, depends on how they react, but, I mean, they made that run all the way to the state title game last year. And you know, have a, have a chance at doing that once again. Um, another volleyball player I thought about, uh, Jessica Leffler from Kingsley. Uh, she had a bit of a you know slow season with a couple injuries last year, but I think I just wish I'd have been able to see her play a bit more uh, with the power that she did have. Uh, obviously, they'll be probably pretty okay with uh, uh, Central Michigan bound Austin DeWeese in the middle, and then you know Brittany Bowman flying around um, as an outside hitter. Just uh, flying around, but, superhero. Yeah, but Brittany not not having that third headed, that three headed monster at Kingsley uh, definitely gonna be missed this fall. We we gotta talk about our I I would say at least our record eagle uh, soccer player of the year last year with Cole Blunt. Mm-hmm. I mean dropping I believe it was forty five goals uh, on for a state championship. Yeah, team. for an incredibly talented uh, state championship team, but. Definitely led the way on that, and watching him zoom around a soccer field was nothing short of uh, incredible sometimes. Well, after that retrospective, let's let's move forward now. We're the the grieving process is over. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> who who's the athlete or team that you're looking for a breakout year this year? 
I mean, I think everybody, I mean, I was in line with, with Danny Passano at Qdoba the other week, and we were talking about how St. Francis is going to look, and he's like, yeah, we're very eager to see what Kingsley does this year. And I think everybody in the Northern Michigan Football League as well, in the Legends division, uh, Tim Moore obviously having an amazing turnaround with that program in year one. What are they going to do with another year of off-season workouts, uh, lifting, you know, working on the playbook, whatnot, Tyler Anthesone back at quarterback, a uh, couple talented running backs. And I think well, yeah, Mullen's back, right? He was only a junior, so and he was definitely a stat stuffer for them. Uh, they're going to have a really impressive team, and I think when you look at that conference, it, it looks like St. Francis or Kingsley will be the ones to decide it once again, but you feel like, I don't know, Kingsley, compared to last year, has kind of an edge based on what they have coming back, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they deal now with uh, being the projected uh, title favorite in that league. It's interesting that you bring up Kingsley only because I wasn't going to go with them as a team, but I was going to say Tyler Inthesone, uh, you know, he... He missed the entire winter and spring sports seasons, uh, recovering from injury. Uh, so, and and last I heard, it sounded like he still had a little bit of work to do to get back. But if he is, and assuming he is able to get healthy, uh, which I don't even think he was toward the end of last football season, you know that that was the player that I was going to name as as one to watch that you know I thought would have the opportunity to uh, really showcase uh, his fullest potential. Obviously, you mentioned the team side of things and how much better they got last year uh, in Tim Moore's first season uh, back and add that to the talent that he has showcased before. Uh, and I really thought he, he's a guy that you could see take a huge step forward from what we've seen uh, previously. Uh, switching over to my sport, and I uh, don't want to sound biased, but my old high school team, although the girls' side, Traverse City Central Cross Country, Julia Flynn was on a tear last year, won the conference championship, and uh, I believe if she wasn't top 10 in the state finals, she was right up there at MIS, and she's entering her sophomore year now. Um, you know, sometimes those girl runners come out of nowhere their freshman year and really start to uh, put on a show, so I'm curious to see how she does entering her second year on a, a TC Central team under head coach Lisa Taylor that's always in the mix for a state championship, it seems. So excited to see what she brings to the cross-country scene and, and what kind of, you know, and this might encompass all sports really, the, the surprise team or name that comes out of nowhere that nobody really knows about, whether it's because they're in junior high or because they had a great offseason and development. You know, taking it back to football, I, I feel like this happens every year in the eight-man division. There's always a team from out of nowhere that goes on this run, Central Lake two years ago. Maybe Gaylord St. Mary this Nekama year. Or last year, Gaylord St. Mary there now for, in eight-man. Yep, yep, first year in eight-man. They've got a lot of talented athletes mm-hmm. there. You know that from the runs they've made in other sports. It happens every year. I think There's they only a won. team that you don't see coming. Yeah, I think just, they uh, only won two games last year. So, you know, that would not be – I mean, Central Lake, didn't they lose every game before they won the state championship the following year? They go 0-9? Last year? No, no the, the year, year before they the won the state that, title. that. Um, I think there were like two wins or something. Because they, well, they were eleven. Okay. Men. Well, in either case, that'd be pretty similar to Gaylord St. Mary coming off a two-win season, and be interesting to see what and happens. And Gaylord St. Mary will still have uh, Brady, Brady Hunter, Hunter at yep. quarterback, and he was was he injured last year or two years yes, ago? Yes, he was the, injured last year yeah. as well. Okay, so <laughs> he's taking some lumps. No doubt, he wants the senior year to be complete on the field. But yeah, you know, I think we can encompass that for all sports. Is we're excited to see what we don't know yet. I mean, that's what I think that excites us every time we go to games, write them up, or highlight them is when we see a kid 
who, you know, maybe, maybe was a role player, somebody that you know, just kind of helped here and there in the season before and then really steps up and takes over in a position for, for some of these teams that then turn into conference championship potential teams and making deep runs in the playoffs. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of spots for kids to step up like mm-hmm. that this year. There's, there's a lot of, not holes that were left, but a lot of shoes that need to be filled um, across the board. I mean, I mean, we talked about some of the athletes that we're going to miss. I mean, those are just a, just a couple of a large senior class that, that, that did a lot for each one of these teams. I know that sounds pretty, pretty broad and adju- like adjacent to everybody, but when when you when you don't know is when you have the most potential possible uh, with some of these kids, and I know a lot of coaches. That's all they want out of their kids is just literally they're looking for one or two guys to step up. I mean, I've already talked to a couple coaches, and they're like, "Really? Yeah, we lost seniors, but I got a I got freshmen who I'm looking at. I got I got I got underclassmen. I lose seniors every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's, and, and that's what that's, I think that's what we were talking about culture and the way that uh, some of these schools do it. That's where it all starts is being able to start at those low levels, bring them up. We don't, you're not going to miss somebody like Tony, Tobin Schwanicki if he's not ready to start for three years when he's a sophomore, you know. So when, when you get that type of culture, those are the type of kids that when they start to step up, they really start to stand out. Which new coach, and we have a lot of them, I don't have the list in front of me, it's long, but which, which new coach is under the most pressure, not in terms of, uh, you know, keeping their job or anything like that, but just in terms of the expectations they have despite the fact that they're new? I mean, I, I'm just, I feel like I might, this might be an easy answer, but I'm going to take Leland's new coach, Brandon Wheeler. I mean, coming off the first ever state championship or boys state championship in any sport in school history with Leland winning that Division Four soccer championship last year. Um, head coach Joe Bird had taken a step back um, after winning that. They lose, as we already mentioned, Koblon, Nick Saffel, um, Andy Mosqueda, a few of those guys who were really, really big key parts of uh, their state championship run last year. Uh, I, I don't think – I mean, I've already talked to him, but I don't think that uh, – he feels necessarily pressured because he's been a part of the program. He was with JV. He's been an assistant around the program. But I feel like when it, when it comes to Leland, which is such a small town and does invest so much you know, in their athletic programs and making sure it goes on, I feel like after now that they've reached that pinnacle a little bit, there's a target on their back. And being a new coach, uh, I mean, that has to be you know, pretty stressful. I know there's got to be expectations. Uh, you, you're not just going to go get a state championship and not not want more, and that doesn't just have to do with the team, the players, or the coaches. I feel like the community wants that as well. One that sticks out to me, and I think maybe the if there is, in fact, pressure in this situation, it's probably a little bit unfair, uh, but that would be uh, Tony Muller, Elk Rapids football, uh, because head coach Keith Schulte, he steps down uh, this past winter, uh, after two straight seasons in the playoffs, seven wins uh, for the Elks, which was a huge uh, turnaround over the couple years prior to that, and he steps down and in steps one of his assist, one of his assistants, Jake Messner, who, by all accounts, the few people that I talked to, I did the story when Jake was hired. Uh, you know, we're really excited about. He kind of was the, I guess, deemed the wizard behind the offense. Uh, the last couple of years uh, as Schulte's assistant, he was going to step right in. Not a whole lot was going to change. Uh, returning quarterback Gordy LaFontaine, uh, he has big expectations uh, coming into this season, and they those two already had a good working relationship with one another. But then just weeks after Messner was hired, uh, he 
stepped down uh, because of some health concerns. Now, first off, you know, I hope everything's okay uh, with Jake and everything's going to be fine with uh, his family there, but uh, that obviously is unfortunate for the football program. So in steps another assistant who's been there, Tony Moeller. Um, but now you've, I mean, you're only a few weeks out from the regular season. You're all of a sudden the head coach. Fortunately, he has been in the building, so, you know, kids know him, that kind of thing. That'll be good. But you still have the, I guess, the specter of the back-to-back seven-win seasons the last two years. The fact that LaFontaine is coming back and there are expectations for him and how good this team can be. And so just sort of being thrust or, you know, maybe almost obligated to, yeah. to fill that that role so that the kids have a coach to look to and, you know, somebody willing to take that leadership position at the last minute. I think that alone creates a lot of pressure. Like I said, even if it's completely unfair. So I, you know, hopefully things yeah. go well for the Elks this year. I, I wish them good luck because it's, you know, it's not an ideal situation. Yeah, I'm just transition on transition there. That's what they're about to say. I was about to be like, at the very least, you got put into a not, not so ideal type of situation, but yeah, but I'm sure he's gonna take it on in stride, and you know he knows hey, how much those kids want to play, and I'm sure he he understands you know the situation, and you know in a way is just kind of taking the job until uh, Coach Mester can take back the clipboard and get back out there. So hopefully that's sooner rather than later. So staying kind of in that old Lake Michigan Conference rivalry, uh, right in that region there, uh, Kalkaska, obviously, with Justin Thielen taking over head coaching duties after a, a 2018 that Blazer football fans are going to want to forget. They went 0-9, Josh Bigby stepping down as head coach after six games of the nine-game season. I know you guys went into detail about your opinions on that in a podcast last fall, so that obviously created a lot of controversy. and. Coach Thielen stepping into a situation where, you know, in a way you can only go up after going winless on a year, uh, but definitely, you know, as a first-year head coach, I'm sure he wants to leave a mark and show why he was the right hire for them uh, for that spot to take over the Blazer football program now in this lengthy transition from the Jeremy Wilkinson era. Before we jump into the trifecta uh, to end this show, I do want to recognize our sponsors at Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, they're freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah! I did want to ask each of you just what you're most excited about this coming season. I think I'm most excited. I, I Of course, my, my mind usually just draws to football because uh, I love football and I can't wait to watch some more football. And As long as we can get on some football... I'll... Be happy, but uh, without further ado, yeah. let's get to football. Yeah, yeah, some more football for us. But uh, honestly, I mean, I was looking back on it when we started working on our like our fall tab and thinking about what we did with uh, with Danny Passano, Sam DeKuyper, and uh, Tobin Schwanicky last year, and knowing just you know how kind of steady these programs have been over the last couple of years with somebody at least you know under center being knowing the playbook, knowing how to call plays, uh, being a leader both on and off the field for each one of these teams. I guess I, I'm excited to see how each one of the Traverse City teams reacts to kind of a, a new leader, a, a new uh, a new face, and it's all kind of happening at once. I feel like, especially you know, you go with uh, Peyton Smith coming up to Traverse City Central. I mean that that's a you know that's a big question mark, a big what if. 
Um, when you talk about the way that West has has ran their their offense with you know Coach Greg Vaughn going into his second full year as head coach, actually being able to kind of get dig his heels in and uh, see exactly the, the direction that that program is headed. And then even like we said with St. Francis, there, there's obviously going to be a lot of new faces. So I think just how those three teams are going to adjust, adapt, and if they can overcome uh, in this year, I think that's what I'm most excited for is just kind of see how the landscape has changed for football in Traverse City. I'm, I'm going to give you a shot at a redo because I know what you're really most excited about. What's that? Is that West is going to have stats this year. <laughs> you're not wrong. Oh, my God. stats? No, do not have stats at all last season. So when was that revealed? When was that revealed that they didn't have gonna, stats? That they were going to have oh, stats. Oh, when Greg came, Greg came in here over the summer when we were talking about uh, the seating changes and everything because he's on the council. And literally last thing before, while he walked out the door, I was walking him on. He's like, hey, I think we're going to have a stats guy this year. And it was just hands How did they guy. not have a stats guy? It just should have had Mark Shillette do it. They had, from what I understand, they had somebody who was doing it for like 15 or 18 years, and they stepped down last year, not at the last second, but I guess nobody really put thought into it. Um, when they were kind of doing the whole coaching change and everything, they just kind of figured that the constant was going to be a constant, and it wasn't. Mm. So, like yeah, the, should have so it lost. Should have constant. a lot. I should have a lot more numbers and details in my stories now, and and not be waiting until the last second to see if I can get some sort of semblance of how the game went without my own calculations <laughs> while trying to take photos and run up and down stairs. Well, it was that. a very defensive-minded team last year. <laughs> it so was the, good. The it stats was... weren't necessarily the most yeah. important part. Yeah, of the, no, but still, it was. Uh, I definitely, am, I'm definitely excited for that. And of course, you know, just many nights spent at Thurlby watching football is never a bad thing. As much as I love the summertime, in thinking about what I'm most excited about the fall is I'm just ex- sort of excited for summer to be over because, <laughs> well, okay. no, ju- that, just in so the, hot. Just no, just in the fact of I like when there's games to go see every day. Yeah. You know, there's football on Friday nights. I don't totally enjoy the summer being generally in the office or just because we're taking so much time off for vacation because that is the slow season. Do you, you want to see when I'm running on the news tonight? I'm running a one-minute <laughs> spotlight on the Tigers and how they're flirting with the 03 Tigers for Ooh. a bad record. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, mean flirting. That's how I'm feeling content Flirting right is a very, very strong word. But they, I mean, they have to lose like 40 more games. But right now, they're on pace. They've only they're won two games pace. in the last 16. They've won 10 in the last two months. Their current pace right now is going to match them up. Yeah, but still, they had an eight. They started the year eighteen and twenty. They don't have that hot start. Yeah, like, so what you're saying is you're really ready for summer to be over too. <laughs> well, they're gonna haunt us into September, so it's not like summer's that big a deal. Yeah. No, what I'm most looking forward to is uh, to see if Onekama ever got that scoreboard fixed after that lightning right. storm. See if they got a good scoreboard. No, okay, but in all seriousness, well, after making it up to the Uperdome last year, I'm, I'm sure that they uh, they definitely don't. They they had plans to get that. in. Yeah. It just wasn't no, but this just ties in in general with the point I was making earlier. I love, and it can be any sport. It doesn't even have to be football. I love seeing the team that nobody really thought was going to be a serious contender. I love seeing which one kind of steps up and becomes the story of the season. I It just kind of fascinates me when and people take that, you know, underdog mentality to heart, that Disney movie uh, morale and motivating factor. And just, yeah, we see in week three, four, five in any sport, which one, which athlete, you know, who, who's going to step up uh, and take those roles on the, the volleyball teams we were talking about or the soccer teams. 
cross-country teams at any of those sports and see who's going to make a name for themselves. That's I think the unknown is what's the most exciting for me going into any season, but definitely a new school year, obviously. We've been waiting to see some of those storylines develop, so here we are on the precipice of that. I look ahead to your 2019 fall sports season brought to you by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky Yeah, and let's wrap Let's wrap up, gentlemen, with the trifecta, and we're going to break away from sports for a few minutes and uh, enter the realm of Hollywood. We could just Hollywood. say if we think the Tigers are going to be the worst team. Nah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> thought we were talking about Hollywood. I did, what's crazy is I actually know more people on that, on that 2003 team by name than I do that are on the Tigers right now. Good. That means, that means you're a dedicated fan. Okay, good. We got Ramon Santiago, Brandon Inge, Mike Maroth, Jeremy Bonderman. Regardless, who's on the Tigers? What's our trifecta? <laughs> well, I thought we were doing a little Hollywood roundup for the summer. A Hollywood roundup. Jake, for the you summer. just saw The Lion King, and that's taken its bit of controversial. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? I'll definitely give it a thumbs up. I don't know why I would get a thumbs down. Uh, I don't think it's getting a thumbs down. I think it's just. So is it is it like a hundred percent CGI or? Oh no, actually it's, it's straight up animated. Like the whole movie, it's great. Really? But yeah, I, no, I mean, they I didn't get real lines. But no, to but sing like songs, this is well, and, obviously they didn't get. Them I to said sing, this, but I thought like there'd be parts where they could use. Well, real no, animals. I mean, I saw. I, to be honest with you, I said it during the movie at least two or three times that like the animation was so good that like if they did like a far out shot where it wasn't like all like detail and zoomed in, man, it just looked like you were watching like a BBC Planet Earth documentary at points, like. I was literally laughing. I was like, why don't all my video games look this good if they could actually animate this guy? Obviously, the game engine would have to be way too good to be able to you know, manipulate that type of am- animation on demand or whatever. Also, but like, Disney doesn't make video games that I But know. still, like, oh, the animation in Lion King was awesome, dude. Like, you, you never, I never would have thought that you would, I would be watching, you know, like Pumbaa as like a real hairy, dirty warthog out there singing Hakuna Matata. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just singing Hakuna Matata. It's, it's pretty legit. I mean. And is Seth Rogen's singing voice up to par? No, see, I think that's the best part about it is that, like, they just let Seth Rogen just be Seth Rogen, and which is kind of just Does like. Does he do Pumbaa the laugh? <laughs> yeah, he, he's got, he's got his, his, his gruff, uh, raspy voice, but he sings with it. He embraces it. I was actually surprised. He was second in the credits. Behind uh, Chance the Rapper, what Beyonce wasn't first? Wasn't Chance the Rapper? What's his name? Or not Chance? No, Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah. What's his actual name? Donald Glover. Glover, That's right. Yeah, it was Donald Glover. Then it went Seth Rogen. Simba, right? Yeah, Yeah. it went Donald Glover then Seth Rogen. You could make the argument though. Timon and Pumbaa are the second and third most important characters. Yeah, no, no, no. I I definitely think that Seth Rogen had the second most lines in the movie as Pumbaa. I think they got a spinoff cartoon back in the '90s when the movie came out. Timon and Pumbaa was like its own cartoon show. Well, yeah, well, what, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right, but yeah. I mean, didn't they do like Lion King 2? Yeah, Lion two King and a half. Three? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, that's man. what it was. That was they half? did two and a half. Yeah, it was Jackass, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, it basically was like <laughs> two a Two movies that go hand in hand. But no, I, I, dude, it was literally just like a musical sing-along Lion King, but like it was a different movie. Like they completely did a whole different thing. And goofy movie did too. They had like an interactive DVD with it where like you use your DVD remote and you press like left or right on it to like go down different paths. Maybe this is a better trifecta question. Is... Amer- is the world becoming too Disney saturated? Is that possible? Okay, I guess the, if the well, think about it. They own I Star Wars. Yeah. They own Marvel. They own all yeah, these movies. If, that I'm, we if I'm they gonna, own Avatar now, 
if I'm going to answer it simply from the fact of is the content good and enjoyable, well, then no. I mean, if you're worried about more of like an economic impact and... I'm thinking more <laughs> like them owning the everything monopoly. that makes money. Right. Yeah. To pun on our board game earlier. Uh, full circle. Full Speaking circle, of which, here we how's are. there never been a Monopoly movie? There's been a Clue movie... There's probably I mean, been a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. What are you talking about? Every movie about capitalism ever is a Monopoly movie. <laughs> Gordon Gecko? Is that the movie? Yeah, movie? like Wolf on Wall Street. Sure. That's not even that's not that's a tip of the iceberg. I mean That's why I thank the good Lord that Quentin Tarantino is still churning out movies because those are definitely not Disney movies. That yeah, let's go back sure. to that. I was never a Disney movie kid. We could talk about Tarantino and we could talk longer. Okay, but you haven't seen the new movie yet. What is, okay, so before one. that, what is your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? My favorite, I mean, just because it, it brings back a host of memories, which sounds so dumb to say when you, Reservoir Dogs is oh, yeah. by far, like, right my there. favorite mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino movie. It is, it's the best. Yeah. I, I was watching it the other night, and I was saying to myself, I would love to see this on a main stage, I would love like, to act see it, it out. Again. Oh, like a, like a like play? Have, yeah. Oh, I could do that. Right? Because oh, it's so simple. It's in oh, one yeah. room the whole time. But yeah, with the exception of it's some, all some outside goings on. Yeah, it's literally... I mean, most of his movies are dialogue-driven, so you could No, but that is it. literally, like... That, there isn't even action in that movie. It all, Six it, people. All the action happens technically in the first, like, four minutes of the movie, and then the rest of it, it is just, happen. like, how it plays it. out. Yeah. yeah. They don't even show it, yeah, but the rest of it they is show just... They show the that's why, that's getting assaulted I threw out. Movie. I threw out air quotes for our Audible viewers. That's why I said all the action Who's your favorite actually uh, criminal? Uh, sorry, I just thought about the line. Um... <laughs> Brett, have you seen this movie? You don't really want to join in the conversation. I take it you haven't been. Which the Reservoir uh, Reservoir No, I've not seen it. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? Yes. Okay. A lot of most people most people say Pulp Fiction is their favorite one, but Reservoir Dogs is definitely my favorite. I rewatched. But probably Mr. White. I mean, that's easy to can say. Can we say but... we can say movie titles, right? It's not a swear word. <laughs> if I say Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, you can go. It's a movie that. title. Bastards not a swear word, is it? I uh. Um, Some people probably. It's in the Oxford right. English Dictionary. I can't remember if I. I rewatched that one though, and that's. That one gets better on repeat viewings because no. I remember not liking it the first no, time. Okay, no, it's gotten even. I guess I'm probably not the best person to give uh, commentary on Quentin Tarantino movies because, I mean, I've seen some. I haven't seen a lot, but like of what I have. Just tell me you think Kill Bill is overrated. Of, then we're good. Kill Bill is overrated. Of what I, I have like seen, and I was gonna say Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, uh, Django Unchained, From Dusk like, Till Dawn. They were He didn't he didn't write or direct that one though. Uh, He's just in it. No, he was he wrote that movie. They were all Well, you don't really count if he wrote it though. Anyway, they were I guess in my opinion, like they were all fine, but none of them are like movies that I'm like geeked up to watch again or so, Yeah, like I said, rewatching Reservoir Dogs yeah. is like, oh man. But I've not oh, seen you know, this is a reminder of how awesome this movie is. Yeah, you is. can just see but that but he, Reservoir he Dogs is like the way yeah. movies in the nineties that's like a Quint- were done. That, that's a quintessential Quentin Tarantino like there's yes. a reason you can only name like a handful of directors on one hand, and one of them is his, mm-hmm. because you get. I mean, Spielberg, he only he only has what twelve Christopher twelve Nolan's. big mo- twelve movies. He's only directed nine. This nine is, is that what it is? Yeah, like, yeah. He's not even done. Double he claims features. he's only going to do ten. He claims he's going to stop after the the last one, but. Didn't he do some really stupid one in the well, middle? Well, everyone will stop after the last uh, one. Death proof for. <laughs> Bulletproof or yeah, Grindhouse. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. forget the title of that one. That was in the Kill Bill era of nonstop yeah. violence. And it was like, yeah, you need, to, you need to put in some character development in there, too. No, but... No, it was a good summer for movies. So, what you I didn't me? see Lion King, I but... I think the only one that I saw was Endgame. I think the only thing I you saw... You haven't seen any other movies? 
I don't think so. I think the only one Spider I Man was, was good. No, I didn't see it. Midsommar was good. I watched some stuff on Netflix. I've seen some Netflix originals. Yeah, bro. you have. Yeah, that's the only place I've seen movies. Like, if I was going to tell you the best movie that I saw this year, it does not actually fall in the summertime, but I really enjoyed uh, Green Book. Did, uh, the best picture. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Did Bohemian Rhapsody come out The new out this Blade year? was in that. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody was last year. That was in 2018. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably the last time we talked about movies in the trifecta. Uh, it's been a minute. But now we've got all the new... Oh, you don't, you don't care about Avengers. What do no. you think about all the <laughs> Phase 4 plans? I've actually, I thought the name was Endgame for a reason. I wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. Endgame of that storyline. Yeah. I thought that was the Marvel Universe. That was 22 movies all put together. We just to got end in we one. just got done talking about how it's a juggernaut of printing money and you think they're going to stop? Well, of course. Well, <laughs> I guess I what I do like about what it seems like the next phase is going to be or the most exciting part all to me. All new people. Well, that but that it seems like they're going to be even more dedicated to tying all the storylines in to each other, existing and future. And making you watch some of the spinoff shows on Disney+. Plus. That's going to suck. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm not excited about that. <laughs> I guess I'm not excited about it, you know, needing a I'm going to get Disney+, Plus though, $7 a month. It, well, that's pretty good for all the content they're probably going to have on still there. Still get all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Marvel. Well, I mean, what else do you need? Well, your kid, he, he has... He just has... Yeah. He has the entire movie collection in his house. I don't all have the all the Mar- I only have two Marvel movies. You're going to have the box set by the time 2020 rolls around. And the, no. the, the, the shit's over with. You're going to no, go No, I'm, I'm slowly adjusting to the digital age, and I'm not buying as many movies Speaking of I Star Wars, to. real quick. Uh, so, group chat, uh, three of my closest buddies, uh, actually from high school. This happened just today, I think. Um the stories, or what was being said in the group chat kind of got a little out of hand. So I just... <laughs> they saw a print of episode nine <laughs> so, already, didn't they? Oh, my no, God. So I used the... I just used the line from uh, from Star Wars when he's... When Obi-Wan's describing the, uh, the city in Tatooine and saying it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Moss Eisley? And, or, yes, thank you, Moss Eisley. And I, I was... There was only one out of the other three who even knew what I was talking about. But he... Uh, I was pretty disappointed. You'll never find a more villainous... Wretched you're, you're, you're scum and villainy. Of, yeah. And you're, you're, you were cautious. saying that you were talking about them in the group chat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Using that as an insult. And they, didn't, like they didn't get it. Or one got it. One out of the other three, yeah. Well, you know, that movie is 42 years old now, so... Sometimes you only need one. But Quentin Tarantino did a great job directing it. Woo. Dude, imagine if Quentin Tarantino <laughs> made a Star Wars He's movie. in talks to maybe do a Star Trek movie. I think that was a joke, though. So, Because I can't see him really doing that. That'd be his 10th. <laughs> Go out on top. Star Trek. The Back next, from Tarantino. Next, next, next generation. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> All right, this has been episode 88 of the Get Around Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it'll probably be a couple weeks before we're back again. Uh, I was say, but, it's probably going to be a couple weeks till we post this. But, <laughs> but we, we should have a guest uh, in studio next time. Thank you to Harrison for uh, joining us. And uh, thanks and have a good one.